You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hey everybody, hey yeah baby, are you ready? Whoa, whoa. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Get Tucked Podcast, presented by FeaturedX.com and Sound Talent Media. I am your host, Tuck. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you go and smash the shit out of that subscribe button. Leave some reviews and tell the world how I'm a five-star man and this is the most screamo podcast you've ever listened to your whole life. Shout out to Liquid Death for sending me some delicious water. Do you like death? Do you drink liquids? Drink Liquid Death. Extra special shout out this week goes to AKG. They hooked me up with a new mic and headphones. Your boy feels mega crispy. We are now rocking the AKG C214. Um, It's a really, really nice condenser mic. Super happy to have it. Myself and Kirby have been playing around with some of their stuff for a while. And uh, yeah, that team's just been super kind. So thank you to AKG. Really appreciate you. I'm having a lot of fun with these new off-road minivan demos. Yes, it's true. We are writing a new album. We have like 12 demos so far and we're going to have a lot more. It feels good. Thank you, AKG. Okay, Mother Tuckers. Fun fact. I'm getting married in like two weeks. Uh, It's crazy and feels amazing um because of touring and the pandemic it's been really hard to put together and i'm so excited to just call her my wife um i'm sorry that the show has been slow these last few weeks just in preparation for that and between uh featured acts and the bands that jeff and i manage and my bands becoming more active again um it's just been busy. It's been a lot going on, but I assure you that the show is going to continue to go onward. We are going to continue even during tour, Um, and it's going to be more fun, I think, during tour, because I'm going to interview people that I'm actually on the road with, which I think will be really fun for everyone involved, and I think you guys will feel like you're a little maybe out there with us, which will be pretty fucking cool. Okay, this week we have my good friend Jack fucking Bergen, the lead screamo for Void of Vision. Jack and I toured together in January of 2018 on a this May I headliner in Europe along, alongside our good buddies Currents. It was a time. It was a good time. Um, it was an interesting time for me. So it was a very difficult tour for me. Uh, it was my first one without Bob. I was a real bitch overall. I wasn't the greatest guy to be around. And uh, yeah, it was a tough one. But Jack and Void were so eager and, and excited and full of life, and they just bring such a tremendous energy to the stage, and one that's only grown since. One of my favorite releases of this last year was their redux for their previous release, Hyper Days, and you, you know, you may not be shocked that I like a release that has a bunch of features on it, but yeah, they released their album and, and put a bunch of features on the songs, and it just breathed new life into the tracks and it really captivated me and it was already a 10 out of 10 release on its own but now it's got this whole new flavor and I really love it I've listened to it a fuck ton you guys should too 
Hyper Days by Void of Vision. Go do it. Here it is, my chat with the one and only Jack Bergen. Bergens in the motherfucking house. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? Dude, I'm doing pretty damn good, actually. I feel like the world is coming back to life, and it's pretty yeah. exciting. Um, you know, it's now that, uh, you know, you and I, I guess we can't talk about it, talk about it yet, but we've been talking frequently for, it seems like, tours, and now that shit is coming back, which is awesome. I remember when I was going to get to go to Australia, I'm just going to say, we were going to go to we, really? the band. Fit for a King hasn't been. It was the last tour they did before I joined. I've been a bad what? luck charm for Australia. Oh, wow. That's right. Because I remember it was Buried in Verona or something. Yeah, Buried in Verona yeah. or the other one that they they did one other tour over there with like the plot in you and maybe someone Sorry, else. Um, that, that one too, actually. But, yeah. But I think the Buried in Verona one was the last one that they did before I cursed the band and were like, no, now that Australia is the hottest place for metalcore on the planet, we're never going to get to go. Because um, really, I don't know how I'd get through like working out without listening to Australian bands. Like It's basically everyone that you have on your redux is what I listen to all the time. I mean, it's hard not to put on justice and want to lift shit. I'll put yeah, it. oh, dude, and uh, absolutely naming that <laughs> album "Pain Is Power" as well is just such a G up. It's just it's so, so good, man. Yeah, yeah, it's built for it. So, how have you guys been with this time off? Like, have you been primarily okay? You had already put out Hyper Days like before the quarantine hit, right? Yeah. And then you decided to do the Redux and everything. Which yeah, that's it. Uh, Honestly, I think it's my favorite release of the time. Um, it's at least the one that I'm going back and listening to the most, which is funny because before that, it was definitely just listening to Alpha Wolf like every day. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to put on that intro and not want to lift heavy shit. And obviously everything like that's the only time of the day I really listen to music is when I'm at the gym. Um, but dude, as a person who owns a business about collaboration, like, Congrats. Thank you. It's, it's epic. You, um, yeah. Year of the Rat is like, it's like, that's my jam right now. I listen that's to that your favorite one? Motherfucker. Yeah. I just, yeah. you and Jacob together sound just so good. But that song is beautiful. It's a beautiful Thank song. You, and that's been my theme of this whole time period where people are so blown away by Loathe and Spirit Box and some of these newer, fresher acts. And the thing that I've been trying to tie it to, and it reminds me a lot of when people were first blown away by North Lane, which is these people are just writing songs. They're writing very yeah. impactful songs. They're not just going being like, okay, well, I know, how do I do something that competes with architects? How do I do something that competes with, you know, some other large band? It's just, I just wrote a song. That's what it feels like. There was no real uh attempt to try to pull anything in particular off it was like i'm just gonna write a great song and that's just that's it. and it feels perfect but jacob's 
feature on that song in particular, I think just really hits. Um, they're all great. I love Lucas to death. His feature is also fucking insane. Um, yeah. But when the when Jacob does the like, and he goes down oh, at the end of the chorus, it just <laughs> hits you right in the soul. It's so fucking. It was good. so effortless um, too, just for him including that. I think he just like chucked it in at the end of the take, and the idea just stuck. Like it was such an easy flowing process. Like just jumping in with him and doing that. Like it's just so cool. Like I think we were yeah. lucky too because that was one of the only kind of there was only a few Australian ones where we could actually be with the people and like hang out and kind of get yeah. that recording have the juices flowing I guess and yeah because your quarantine also at first was quite strict but ended up paying off really well um did you yeah. guys hold off recording this stuff until after that time period or did they do some of it solo or how did this whole thing really work out and basically we pretty much a month into I guess when we realized it would be out of music would be out of action for quite some time. Yeah. We ourselves in the label through the idea together and um, we got started working on it pretty much ASAP. It was a while in the working actually, because I can't remember what took so long because everyone was just so good with it, to be honest. Like yeah. everyone was just so cooperative. And I guess when you're in a stage where everyone else is literally doing nothing as well, like there's no exactly. like there's no reason they'd be like oh no I'm busy I'm on tour I'm recording an album well that's actually probably a lot of people recording albums but yeah it just but even together. if you're still in the oh. studio you can bang out a feature in 45 minutes and like it's not a that's big deal I mean. do it after hours bro <laughs> like, <you're good. laughs> that's um, it, dude. yeah no that's awesome and I also just looking at the list of the people that you have is quite the flex where it's like yeah like we're obviously nice people because our friends are sick. Look at our friends. It's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's what I was so stoked yeah. about, man. Just like, here are my friends. Like, I know so many talented fucking people. It's crazy. Like, I'm very lucky to have, like, established so many, I guess, connections. Like, we've been able to, like, actually meet and, like, and some of these people on the record we just really admired and reached out to. And, yeah, yeah. And it was just all good to go. And they're the lovely people that I now know. So it was awesome. Like, it was a really nice experience. And as someone who wouldn't really listen to, like, EDM stuff regularly, when John's remix comes on, I definitely do. <laughs> I get my Jersey Shore on, I start moving. But, dude, one thing I wanted to talk about today yes. is when we met, I was such a fucking dick. I was – I that was the worst – I mean – uh, in the middle of the tour, I broke down just crying to Ryan because I was just, I was rough on that tour, man. I bullied yeah. everybody. I was trying to fucking get everybody up. I was like, either everybody loads a trailer or nobody loads a trailer. I was such a fucking tyrant. And I just look back on that tour where, because people will always ask, like, what was your worst tour? And that yeah, one yeah. was it for me because really? I was so depressed. And it wasn't the shows. Yeah. It wasn't the people. Like, Miss May I are my fucking super close friends, current super close friends. You guys are now really good friends of mine. I made yeah. a lot of great relationships on that tour. I was just so depressed because I didn't have Bob. Oh, that man, it was my I'm first tour without Bob. And I it do remember. rocked me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just feel like now. I we took it out on. Yeah, I took it out yeah. on everybody. You know, I, yeah, everybody expected him to come. Everyone was surprised. And 
when it was like, oh no, like Fiverr, this is the first tour without Bob and, you know, rumor mail starts and all that shit. But also Bob's my best yeah. friend. So it was like, I, we do everything together. We wake up, we do the trailer, we go get coffee, we do lunch, we do everything together when we're on tour. So I, sure. I just didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And uh, I felt really bad because I just took it out on everybody and was such a dickhead. So I wanted to apologize for that one. No, uh, no, bro, bro, bro. That's absolutely yeah. fine. Like, you, you were thinking so highly of him on that tour as well. Like, I remember you would be just, yeah, you were literally just detailing that, like, oh, yeah, me and myself and Bob would be doing this right about now and we'd be, be out, like, getting our copies, like you said, and just, yeah, with the dream team. Like, you guys are working together and that's yeah. kind of like everyone in bands has that person that I think they just gel the best with like your bands yeah. as a collective work so well, but yeah, you've got your bestie and yeah. Well, I mean, we still and, talk yeah. multiple times a week, like FaceTime all the time, like that kind yeah. of stuff. So it's just beyond the music, you know? And yeah. I just looking back on it, I feel bad because I want, I'm so, you know, you have a whole year of not getting the tour, right? It'll make That's you realize it. like the times that you were shitty. And yeah, I do. And at, at least for me, and I, you know, just tried to reflect a lot because I want, when we go back, I want to be more appreciative of it than ever. Because it really is, this was my dream since I was fucking 14 years old. Like, this is all I for sure, to do. For sure. So I just want to have that fresh perspective when I get back out and not be such a piece of shit all the time, which I'm still going to make every, fun of everybody. I'm still going to, like, tell Gravemind <laughs> that they need to have a bass player. But, like, you know, it's, it is what... And that's what I... <laughs> I forget. I was talking to Scotty one day and he was like, yeah, like we warned Gravemind because this is when we were all still going to tour together like that. You're you're going to troll on them hard. And they were like, yeah, we already heard that from Void of Vision, too. And I was like, all right, so I'm definitely building up a reputation as like the troll of America. Like, and I definitely look like one. So it works. But fuck. That would be fun though if all of us got to play together because that we could just do stand up routine around it as well. I'll do it. Um, <laughs> you just lead out all the no bass player fucking bands around America. Exactly. Yeah, and just kind yeah. of make it a whole You routine. guys make it work. I like it a lot. And here's the thing do you really need a bass player? Nobody oh, really that, needs yeah. a bass player because that's what Matt can do. In my band, instead of I play bass because I'm not good enough to play guitar, and then Mac plays the second guitar, but he's still there. We've all got a computer. It's great. Why would I pay a fifth fucking person <laughs> when they're not really good? Unless they're like the most hype, sickest bass player ever, like Tuck for, sure. for the Kings. You know, <laughs> if then you can play bass. But if you're not like that, you should be replaced by a computer. That's, I mean, charisma is like super important, like you said. Like, and that's the reason. Like, people see like the coolest bass players as like the ones who they remember from the stage moves and like just the shit that they do that's super cool. But others yeah. really don't. And yeah, I don't know. We've, we've of course, it's like been on our mind forever. Like, bass did you have like, one originally? Yeah, that's well. That's what the thing is. We had a bass player for like five years. And then he left the band and we've had the same lineup our entire time as a band. We've never changed members. And at the time we're just like, ah, we don't need to find anyone right now. We don't even know who we'd get anyway. And we just toured and wrote and did everything so comfortably together that it was just like, fuck, do we need this? Like we literally have a computer, like you said. And I think we're at the stage where 
we're incorporating more synth bass into the songs than like yeah. proper bass guitar. And I think it's at the stage where you'd almost consider having someone work keys or like a DJ to an extent as opposed to a bass player and priorities for us. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the fact that our band is people just work so well together and just the chemistry is like so great at the moment. It would be kind of weird. It is our fault leaving it out so long but it would be weird bringing someone else in at this stage yeah i wouldn't yeah i i don't think it's really necessary i mean if anything i guess if you're like aesthetically we have to have a bass player you could just have one of yeah. the guitar players play bass but no one really That's wants it. to do that because who wants to fucking play bass it's not as cool as playing guitar <laughs> like if you're trying to get laid then like you're definitely not going to get laid as often if you're playing bass versus playing guitar and you know that's an important factor when you're a musician obviously like no, guys, that's not a thing. In the Me Too movement, no one has sex. Um, honestly, I think metalcore, <laughs> at least just me and my friends, I've just never really seen uh, a lot of hookups going on. But oh. maybe it's because we all smell like shit. And it's like, yeah, you want to come bang in my van? It's like, that's such a disgusting, like, I don't know. That's gross. It's, just, it's never that. been a thing in our like, campfire. It's just not really something that, people are appealed to just smelly fucking dudes like yeah i still yeah. smell like shit at home though like even you know i'll i'll like go to the gym a lot and then like i'll forget like for two days to shower and then you know my fiance would be like wow you smell bad like, yeah i'm gonna shower now and that's not good you know but and it's funny because i'm definitely like the shower guy on tour like i like to be real clean. but then oh, you're dude. like in, locked in a box for a fucking year and you're like showering who needs to do that where i'm not doing anything ever um but i was going to say about the bass reference even if you go yes. back to chrome your first release like when yes. that first beat comes in on the opening song you're like okay is this about to be like a really hard ass like new york like boom bop beat that's about to come in because i think so and then the song kicks and you're like Oh shit! Which is funny because then you end up having Drew on it, which is pretty much as just as good as yeah. uh, New York beat. You know, but it really fits. Where you guys have always had this, not just in your merchandise and in your logo, but in your music. There's always been the swagger to it. There's always been this little bit of like a hip hop meets alternative, like. Um, I don't want to call it like new metal, but like, cause it yeah. doesn't sound new metal, but you guys definitely, it seems like you at least personally fuck with the goth shit a little bit. Um, yeah, for sure. So for sure. I have always enjoyed that fusion with it, with your band where it's very rhythm and bass feeling where it always has that big impact. Um, even without a bass. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you a hip hop head? Do you listen to a lot of hip hop and stuff? For sure. I've definitely like phased a bit out of it, but when I guess Boy Division was starting, um, I was a massive, like I was so hugely into it. And I think it did rub off to like on the um, earlier albums, like just in my syncopations, in my vocals and like just the phrasing yeah. that I'd choose over just regular, whatever I'd be doing. I don't know. I think it helps. It just helps you think outside the box is most like, different kinds of music no, it's and fresh. while you're writing metalcore does like, and now we're just, I guess, listening to a lot of electronic and industrial kind of sounds and we're falling more into that side of house. That's now the word music. I was searching for before. Industrial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that that's exactly what I was searching for. Yeah. Um, 
Because that's never been, like, I always went, like, I was just in the emo, screamo world. I was never really, I didn't start with, like, corn and Slipknot and shit. I was yeah, yeah. to, like, my sister's pants and Thursday. And <laughs> then, like, as things progressed, I never went into, like, the industrial side of stuff. I never went beyond yeah. that. I went into metalcore. So now hearing it in more active bands, like something like Ghost Mane, who is pretty much a fusion yeah. of hip-hop hip you know, and, and and industrial and it's just absolutely bonkers where the first time i heard him when he was just primarily doing hip-hop stuff i didn't josh travis from amir was listening to him and i was like what are you doing dude this is so <laughs> sick and i was like no it's crazy and then i hear the record now and i'm like yeah you guys were right i didn't get i it. was the same man i didn't you get know? it either it just didn't hit for me quite yet and then i think I think the whole the whole look of that album campaign just like attracted like my eyes to it more so, and then I guess that's yeah. how I found music when I was a kid too. Like I just saw cool as fuck album covers, and I'd listen to that CD right. because of that. Like it's shit like that. It's oh yeah, great, hand I, in hand. For sure, I used to go to the store and just buy stuff based off that. I remember this one time I was at like my uncle's birthday, which was at like a Elks Lodge VFW some shit. And this one dude walked in and he was like older than me. You know, I'm in like eighth grade at the time. And he walks in and he's got this badass armor for sleep shirt on. He's got super cool oh, sure. hair. And I looked at him and I was looked at the shirt and I was just like, what is an armor for sleep? And immediately that night I go home and I'm like, mp3.com. What is armor for sleep? Went and bought the CD, you know, and then it ends up being one of my favorite bands. Yeah, that, that kind of influence, like the visualization of something really does strike someone and make them you have to hit it like visually first otherwise someone's probably not going to listen to your record for sure you know not everybody can be metallica and just have the black album and be like yeah he's just a fucking snake (laughs) in black and you're gonna like (laughs) and that's it um (laughs) yeah but for you guys going back let's take it back to the og what made you start Void of Vision? Have you guys all been like friends in the same town for a long time? Is it your like standard grow up story? Because you guys are all relatively young. So wh- where did it all start? So I was basically the band started with the original bassist um, recording. I guess the rest of the band's older project, and um, they basically needed a vote. They quit like both their bands during that whole process and they needed a vocalist and I used to froth both their bands just going to like local shows at like I guess our version of VFW halls and all that sort of thing um and yeah the bassist who was my manager at McDonald's um knew that I was at the front getting my crabs and then he asked me to come in and record some few tracks and then yeah all of a sudden we just turned into a band and I knew George George is from Germany originally, which is crazy to me still. But oh. Yeah, he's he literally moved over here when he was like 16. Um, just he's Did he have mom, family there or what? Yeah. Yeah, so his mom teaches um, English and English to German, like da-da-da-da. Yeah. And that just made him able to pick it up so quickly. And when he got over here, it was just a cinch for him to assimilate and I guess meet wow. people so easily. Yeah, it's it's wild, dude. Yeah. I had no idea. It's so sick. Like it's one of my yeah. favorite things about the band is just that random like little. 
Oh, so when you guys go over to Europe, he's super comfy, man. It's so great, dude. Like, getting to the airport in Frankfurt, like, for the first start of every tour, it's just like, okay, sick, George. Tell us where Yeah, he's go. got it. He knows <laughs> yeah. That's Hell it. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> but yeah, awesome. I knew George from, like, shows. And, um, yeah, we um, basically just hit it off with those five people and kept going for all those years. Like, I think we all just had that shared goal to kind of, like, headline our local show and like that was all it was we just wanted to play to our friends at like a hectic like bfw show we we yeah. just call them like youth centers at our um scale i guess but um yeah then it just evolved into something 10 times more crazy we just had a lot of people that like luckily took note of us and then we started opening up for like a bunch <laughs> of international bands who come through because that used to be big in australia like You'd get a lot of. I feel like it doesn't happen as lot any as much anymore. You get a lot of locals opening for like volumes and like, I guess all the bands that were popping off in that era back then. Like when volumes released Fire or whatever that first album yeah. was. I think we got to open up for that show. Um, who else came out? I'm pretty sure we opened that fit for a King show. Um, oh no shit! There, there was a side show or something on that tour, and. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Baird and Verona tour that one, and I think uh, who else Dude, did Baird you play and with Verona? Uh, I'm not sure, just because I wasn't yeah. there, I don't remember. Yeah, Baird yeah. and Verona had some fucking heaters though. That guy's singing voice was wild. Um, oh, Richie, yeah, dude, he, yeah, he yeah, pumped out some stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. He wrote That's catchy true. fucking choruses. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Good talking about like the Australian scene because now it is very prevalent or at least it feels like there's a lot of Australian bands that are hyping really hard and I was having a conversation with yeah. a friend the other day where we were talking about why Australians, Australia's music scene is so good and I think part of it is you're very limited with how many shows you can play on a tour in Australia. Maybe it's like 10, 15 shows, something like that. Yeah, Even uh, less now, it's crazy. Um, like, yeah. And flights are expensive. The whole thing's, you know, quite the ordeal, right? So in order for a band from Australia to really have, like, a big career, they have to be so good where they're not only just a, a big band in Australia, but they're a big band everywhere. Where you're now starting to see that more, where obviously Parkway has done that and, like, shown it for everybody. But now bands like you guys, Polaris, Alpha Wolf, are all starting to tour internationally a lot more. And yeah. which... You guys in Alpha haven't really gotten to do your your American thing yet, which I'm sure you will soon. Um, yeah, yeah. But is that like a mindset for Australian bands where you guys are like, yeah, we have to be so good where we're just, we can't just be the best in Australia. We have to be one of the best in the world. I think it's, I think it is part of the whole oversaturation of touring in Australia too, because I don't know what it is about it, but you're right. Like just those smaller runs, like you've got, five main cities you're practically playing in Australia and then you two is done. You can hit some regional spots in between, but like, yeah, you may not want to do that initially if you're not at like, I don't know if you want to save that for just a full regional run with more dates or so like, but um, yeah, I think just our goal really was to get out of the country. Like most bands, like I think ourselves Polaris and like, Ocean Grove and Justice for the Dams kind of hit Europe at around the same time for the first time. And yeah. just that no like bands at our level had been doing that for a long time. So I think it was really cool being part of like 
the new generation, think, like since yeah. North Lane and stuff, to exactly. hit overseas and start like hitting those spots and like Europe and America. But yeah, it's I think it's in the back of all of our minds. But when it actually happened, it makes you realize, okay, now we've got to like invent this new market overseas and like yeah, practically start from scratch all yeah. over again. Yeah, but it's such it. That's what reinvigorates me, man. Like getting the opportunity to start again in another fucking whole new place like i can't wait to do america and just kind of start the grind again because it's just it what keeps me i guess energetic and it's one of those things that's interesting because you would say it is expensive right but getting ever once you get over here and you say if you buy a six-month visa yeah or whatever it's almost worth it to try to fit two tours in while you're here really bang it out because you can play so many cities you could do an A and a B market, bang it out, and then go back. And you'll That's make it. good money as long as you're on good shows. Like Alpha Wolf, if we would have finished that run, they would have crushed it. I mean, we just got started, and it was fucking bonkers, Jack. Like, yeah. The only other band I've seen open a tour that smashed like that was Crystal Lake on the sure. um, August Burns Red tour that we did and shit, where like this was just... What? Yeah. 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 That one. And then seeing Alpha like first show in fucking Kansas, which is not like a premium yeah. market. And then all these kids are jumping on each other, knowing the word. Yeah. You're like, all right, I think this is going to go well for them. Um, was it Springfield or something that I saw would have seen footage from that was yeah, like pretty yeah, yeah, popping? Yeah. 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 It was Missouri. It was Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just insane, man. Like, <laughs> Those first five cities weren't even big ones, like you said, and they were just fucking lapping up that crowd. It was so cool to see. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and I know when they come back, it's going to be even better for them now. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what you guys can get locked in and come over here. I know I would love to fucking have a tour with you guys in the States. I think it would yeah, be super yeah, fun. Sure. Um, but now that it's – so when I was talking to Ash, it seems like yeah. you guys aren't allowed out of Australia till – um, you know, at least for a while. What What's your yeah. age looking at where you think you'll be allowed to come out of the country? The last I heard was February, March for Europe, UK. Um, okay. America, I'm not 100% sure on yet. They're like, and we don't want you to go hang out with those hillbillies. <laughs> it is time for the man roll All right, guys, do you want to work with your favorite artist, maybe a vocalist for a sick feature like Jack Bergen from Void Division, Shane Told from Silverstein, or maybe Telly from The Word Alive, maybe you even want Ryan Kirby from Fit for the Kings, need some extra shred on that song that you're writing, maybe Nick Nocturnal from Terminator, Dan Sugarman from Ice Nine Kills should be sweeping all over it, maybe you're looking for live or midi drums to complete that record that you've been working on, maybe you need someone like Tanner Wayne from In Flames, or Austin Archie from Lorna Shore. You can go to FeaturedX.com and share your music with some of the best in the scene. It takes just a few minutes and you may get to collaborate with your favorite artist. We have also now added graphic designers, photographers, and videographers. You can find someone great in your region to work with or have your merch designed by some of the best. For instance, if you like Fit for the Kings merch, go check out Jim Hughes. He's my guy. He's the best. Go now to FeaturedX.com and create the ultimate song. Do it now! 
All right, Mother Tuckers, this week's mid-roll mosh is called Lab Rats by No Mercy Tom. Uh, this gang of ruffians hail from Scotland, and my only question is, who is Tom? I don't know. Um, but I guess there's no mercy for Tom, or Tom has no mercy. I don't know. Uh, I guess in Screamo, you also can't really hear the accent, because I don't. But uh, this is just a really fun, in-your-face hardcore song that makes me want to lift shit or drive my car fast. But I don't want to drive my car fast, so I'm just going to lift shit. Here we go. Thanks for sending it in. Let the mid-roll mosh begin. Lab Rats by No Mercy Tom. <laughs> vaccinated out here man because they're they they're really pushing are. it like a motherfucker like anybody can get it i'm signed up to get my first one on the 21st my fiance yeah. just got her first one the other day everybody's yeah, yeah, doing it. it i mean obviously there's a lot of people who are like anti-vax blah 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 but like yeah, whatever sure. like stupid but yeah <laughs> just do it um, That's it. just do it. I want my microchip, man. I think I'm going to jump way higher when I get my microchip. I'm going to be able to search <laughs> Program the yourself. faster. Yeah, dude. Like I'm going to do some cool ass shit with my microchip. Um, <laughs> thank you, Bill Gates. 
They're all we're all being controlled. That's what they're like. Yeah, they're gonna put a microchip in you while they're they're gonna put a microchip in you while they have their fucking phone in their hands. Stupid fucks. The other day, I'm I'm playing. This is so creepy. I was playing because. Um, <laughs> Kirby and I have started playing the Pokemon game online, like the trading yeah. card game. Yeah, I'm I know. Addicted. I'm addicted. Really? And I was playing it, and I, you know, this the the computer gets this crazy hand the other day, and I'm I'm playing, yeah. and I just say out loud, and I'm the only one whom I just go, "Are you serious?" And the computer just says back, "I'm serious." And I was just like, "You <laughs> fucking creep! That's so weird." Serious, such a stupid bitch. I would fuck her up. Um, oh yeah. god, it's taken over, man. It's it's crazy how much of that shit actually pops up in your day to day now. Just you'll make your sentence, and then ten seconds later, yeah. you're on your phone, and it's right there for you. It's, it's, so it's genius weird. level yeah. shit. Dude. Ads are crazy, Sorry. man. It's always oh, it's oh um, man. <laughs> well, dude. Um. Now that you guys have gotten this Redux out, are there plans for new music? Are you? I'm sure you you haven't announced anything, so you probably can't say anything in particular. But um, yeah, for are sure. You shit. Yeah, um, we've got a lot of stuff coming out this year, which I can say. Um, it's basically yeah, we're basically building back up um, to another record. So before the record does come. Um, you're going to get a whole lot more like, I don't know. I think we really just wanted to take the opportunity of this time to release music differently, like, like Redux and do some different shit for once. Kind of like, I don't know, like get a bit of excitement happening behind music releases. And I think Redux did justice for us. And yeah, yeah I'm hoping that um, our next plans do the same deal. So yeah, we've got a lot more coming this year, which is cool. What label are you guys with? Are you guys with um, Grayscale? We're with UNFD. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. That's awesome. Um, Are you guys involved with the US team as well? Um, Like Francesca? Francesca? Yeah. 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 We've been. That's super cool. Yeah. She just got like, I think she just got a hectic promotion um, at the office and she has a whole lot more shit now and is involved a lot more. I think she's doing a lot more A&R stuff um, just worldwide and, yeah, it's um, it's awesome to see. Like, she's lovely. She came down to Australia, I think, just before COVID. Um, UNFD did like a big meeting. We got to meet her, and she was she was great. Like, she's so fucking super, cool and super nice. Yeah, she does so yeah. well at what she does. Like, she's a genius. That yeah, for everyone with, listening, um, Courtney, good for yeah. a girl. I was just gonna say, yeah, everyone Absolutely. that's listening, go listen to Courtney Lapont's new podcast. She's from Spirit Box. I'm sure you fucking know because she's like the most popular singer in metalcore right now. Um, she has a podcast called good for a girl. And she interviewed Francesca who Francesca is the, um, I think the president of unified now. And then also she used to work at equal vision for a very long time. She has signed a lot of your favorite bands. Anyone oh, yeah. from like Aaron, like mods to flames and hollow front as of recent to a lot of the really cool classic, uh, That's equal funny. vision stuff that makes people excited, which is sick as well. Like set it off. Um, so go listen to that. Cause it's really good. I did. I love that episode. Um, and I like Courtney's podcast. She's funny as fuck. Um, it's, it's real solid, but I want to play with spirit box. I just, I'm, I want to oh, massive. It, everyone's like placing bets on how big that band's going to be when they play. Cause it's when like, it well, they they've never played in the States. <laughs> really? Like, so they've, they have hardly played. They were opening that after the burial tour in Europe when all this happened. 
That's right. And now it's like suffer and stuff. Yeah. Now it's like, all right, are they direct support to architects when the world comes back on? Are they, you know, out with a day to remember? What's it going to be? Which, if anyone wants to place some bets, I had a real good crypto weekend. I'm about to get down on it. Let's do it. Um, which, also, people, I'm telling you, get your crypto. Get your crypto. Shit's going to pop. And you're like, how can you tell people to do, do that? Because it's going to, what if it busts? It might bust. But me, I'm looking I'm good a- right now. So. Yes, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll never make money on my music. Otherwise, bitch, no, I just did. got that royalty check, bitch. You know what? That's the only perk of not being on, um, you know, being out and active, I guess, is it's like, well, what should we even spend money on? Like, should I even do another video? Like, what's the fucking point? Um, where, because also, I feel like videos are, maybe, they're becoming a little antiquated unless they're mm. extremely, I feel like some of the more simple ones, for instance, what's that like the Bring Me Parasite Eve one that got really excited, everyone really excited about? It was yeah. a very simple concept done extremely well. Absolutely. Versus, you know, there's times you've gone and spend a shit ton of money on a video, and sure, it does well and it gets a good amount of views, but that was a lot of money. Um, so it it's hard to justify money. these days. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, you're putting, like, when you're <laughs> thinking about it in the grand scheme of things, it's just, you're spending all that money, like just for that clip up on YouTube for potential for most people to just watch it once and just never watch it again. I mean, that's what you go into with movies, I guess, when you're making short films and everything as well. But yeah. Yeah. That's why I like the year of the rat song so much is because that video is fabulous. It is just, (laughs) thank you. it's a, it makes me horny. It makes me extremely (laughs) horny. I see these guys with their shirts off. They're all shredded. They're singing with each other. They're like, are we going to bang? Are we not? No, we're going to fuck each other up. That's almost as good as banging. Okay. All right. All right. And it gets me just so hot and bothered, man. And you know, that's the thing. Like you gotta be hot, man. Like, Y'all look good in that video. I don't know if Thank I would you, do man. a shirtless video, man. I'm not, I don't know. Like, I got the cannons up here, but I got a little belly too, so I don't think I'm ready to go. Shirtless. As long as you've got the cannons, dude. You just, yeah, you just buff, buff. But, dude, y'all look all shredded and shit in there, man. That's some good stuff, man. I'm going to go on a diet before I go and do that. Like, be like, let me lose like 10 pounds real quick. Then I'll do a shirtless video. But that's what Metalcore needs is it needs shirtless videos. So that way we blow up and we're big like R&B where everyone's like, damn, I'm listening to that band just because they make me horny. And then... That's how Metalcore is going to really reach a new ceiling, man. I'm telling you. Man, I'm you know. telling you, Jacob um, from Thornhill, like what he's, his ideas for just future Thornhill and just the, I guess, beyond is just so fucking cool, man. Like he is going to make Metalcore look just <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> yeah. He is he's absolutely killing it, man. It's not. Yeah. I, I need to. I've like DM'd him a little bit, but I need to get him on here and pick his brain a little bit just because I'm such a fan. I've listened to that to their record so much this year. Again, one of my Australian bands that I've just listened to relentlessly. Yeah. And his voice is just so smooth. You can't like hard to beat, man. It's, it's just insane, so man. Yeah. easy to listen to. He's one of those guys I always you know, I like singers that I feel like they could just 
pick up their like grocery list and sing it to me and I'd be like, that's right. dope, yeah. Dude. That's that's the one, man. We um His little falsetto touches. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. I was lucky enough to um work a lot creatively with him, like outside of just metalcore and Boy Division over COVID, and um we started like another band together, and it's I'll, I'll send you some oh. shit after this. Um, and I'm super excited to drop that because that's are you yeah. screaming? Are you singing? No, or no, playing it's, an yeah. instrument? It's very yeah. playing. I'm playing an instrument, and Jacob's on vocals, but I'll I'll leave you it. Play that. I won't spoil anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I do, do you write a lot of the void shit? I don't write a lot as I u- as much as I used to. I wrote a lot on Children of Chrome, but that sucked, so we stopped that. And then I um basically Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, basically I don't know, I still like do a lot of the production stuff with James, but yeah, I I definitely guitar wise I'm just writing a lot more rock music, I guess. And yeah, yeah. the sort of Dude, I would not that, say we'll pop that shit. I yeah. listened to it again this morning and I was like, Oh really? Because it was, you know, for 2016 and for a band's first release, some good yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, know? you, man. Thank you. And I yeah. thought that was, you know, it's smart looking back on it too and being like, okay, first song has, this is 2016 and you've got Drew York on a song like that's like post negative and violent rising sun or, and you're like, Oh yeah, that's some hype shit. So it's smart. It's just, you know, you guys have always, you don't just, release shit for the sake of it you put a lot of effort into what you're doing and a lot of thought and i appreciate that because thank you thank you nowadays i feel like it is so you're welcome it's so hard to compete um where you know i saw these tweets this weekend where you know ryan did one like max from kingdom of giants did one where people were talking about why are bands competing these days or treating it like competition and treating their spotify numbers like competition and i truly yeah agree with those guys because one you shouldn't because there are a ton of bands where like i'm just going to use this as an example just because not does not have millions of monthly listeners but knocked loose will draw more than your stupid fucking band not you particular i'm saying (laughs) to the people listening your band in any country in any country they will outdraw and it that proves that it doesn't matter if you're just trying to pay the bills because there's also a lot of bands that have ton like you know one plus million monthly listeners but they don't really draw and i've that's seen that's what i mean man so to the fans that are on reddit and they're on in twitter and they're on all this shit and they're comparing numbers and they're comparing bands the reality is you guys aren't looking at the hard facts you're looking at the fucking surface value versus the the conversations that are happening beyond closed doors, which is oh, what yeah. is this band's monetary value? How much do they actually draw? What kind of merch are they selling? How much do they truly add to your tour? Where the Spotify numbers, it doesn't really play a role when it comes to booking a tour. In my That's opinion. what I mean, man. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's two different worlds, like especially now, I think because a lot of bands do just market themselves as an internet band these days. And they won't even like dare touch the touring circuit for a fucking hot minute before they've like established themselves on there. And yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it happens a lot with those. Like I agree with that whole knock loose thing. And it's the same thing with like bands like justice for the damned here. Like they may not have like hectic monthly listeners, but their shows all sell out. Like they just fucking pack them in and their fan base is just so dedicated. And it's, it's fully like a live music thing that you have to see and experience. Like it's, that's their thing. And I think a lot of bands have that going for them in here in Australia. For their, like in terms of 
their international draw because I don't know how they do in Europe, which there yeah. are a lot of bands that even like they don't draw shit in the states, but they are massive in Europe. Yeah. But for Justice, I just don't think a lot of people in the States know who they are yet. Um, yeah. And I think that they will, where if people from the States all heard Pain is Power, oh. if you're a fan of anything heavy, there's no way you're not going to love that record. And that's why I've just played it so much this year for myself, because I'm just, I think it's fucking great. Like, if you're a Kublai Khan fan, if you're a fucking Terror fan, if you're a Knocked Loose fan, you'll sure. love this record for sure. Um, so I think it's just getting them in front of American eyes more. So hopefully yeah. someone will bring them over here. Because they also have the hardest name ever. Oh, It's so sick. It's um, so sick. Yeah, Bob's the man. He's so good. Um, you can work with Bob on fucking FeatureDex.com. <laughs> and if you don't listen to Justice for the Damned, go do it. Because they're really great. Um no, today I've been too nice. Everybody fucking sucks. Thornhill fucking sucks. Justice for the damn fucking sucks. Everybody sucks. Alpha Wolf sucks. I hate them. Fucking assholes. Fuck Australia. Um, no, nah, it's exciting to see because in the States, obviously, like we have some cool hype stuff. I think, you know, everyone's got a couple hype bands. You know, you got Loathe over in the UK. That's fucking crushing it. You got Spirit Box in oh, the yeah. state. That's fucking crushing it. And I guess Polaris was really that like massive blow up band from australia the last like two years but i'm excited to see now that we can't have european or australian bands on american tours for maybe till 2022 or beyond yeah what are tours gonna look like in the u.s because they might look like shit um, <laughs> you know if you can't have the australian bands over here uh, you know it's not gonna be as cool it's not going to look good. We can't have Crystal Lake on fucking tour. We can't have any of the Australian bands on tour. Yeah. We can't have any of the UK bands on tour. So is do it really like, going to look that cool? Do you feel like there's young US bands, like, on your radar at least, that need to be unearthed over there, that, like, when touring comes back for you, you're going to have an opportunity to, like, take some bands out on the road that really deserve to, like, hit that next kind yeah. of... Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the next big blow-up band is going to be Left to Suffer. It's this band that um, myself and my business partner, Jeff, manage. And Taylor yeah. is the best new vocalist. Like, dude's a fucking monster. He's six six. He'll fuck you in the face. He'll destroy you <laughs> with his pants. Like, he can just pick me up. I, he will not actually fuck you in the face, guys. I'm sorry. I just get so aggressive when I talk about Taylor. Gus is terrible. He's going to listen to this probably, too. But he's just his hands are so big, and he's so big. He can just grab me by the top of my head and pull my brain out. He's so sick, but he, I'm just such a raw talent. Like I'll be standing next to him and he can do a vocal and I'm just like, that is some of the gnarliest sounding shit I have ever heard in my life. That's and sick. him and his band have such charisma and such a love for what they're doing. They work so incredibly hard that I think that they're going to be a big band. Um, yeah. And I'm really, you know, if you're a fan of anything from like the Acacia Strain Immure kind of stuff, maybe a little bit heavier or a little more groove oriented. You like spite, like you'll fuck with this band. You will love yeah. to suffer. They're great. Cause it's not just gutturals all the time and nonsensical things that you can't understand. Like there's hooks, there's choruses. There's, there's a lot of thought to it. The riffs are fucking there. Band's going to be big. I'm telling you, it's going to be big. <laughs> but, um, I also am really biased cause I manage that band. So, I can't really count. It's like yeah, I say, Gloomicorn is going to be a massive fucking band. Gloomicorn is going to be a massive fucking band. Exquisite Dolaire is going to be massive. Like, Lex, <laughs> the other band, one of the other band, the, the third band we managed, Exquisite Dolaire, 
Yeah. They sound like a My Chemical Romancey kind of band. Oh, but they're exactly. the dopest one to do it, like in a minute. It's so good. I'll send it to you when we get done. That band's going to be sick. real big. Every, you know, anything. Yeah. Our band's going to be <laughs> sick. But I think beyond that, bands in the US that I think are really, really going to pop. Yeah. I mean, I think what Spite has done for how little music they've released is pretty astounding. Like their last headlining. It really is really good. Yeah. So I think that that band's going to do extremely well in the future. I think they're going to be one of those bands that you just see a lot more of. And everyone's like, Oh wow, this band is now drawing, you know, 700 plus people a night and really crushing it. Their merch numbers are bonkers. Um, so yeah. I think that band's really exciting. I'm excited to see what Darko does, which is um, oh, the little side uh, Baby J and yeah. uh, Tom's side project, where obviously they're both incredibly busy. Baby J plays in a mirror in spite, and That's Tom it. plays in Chelsea, sings in Chelsea Grin, so both bands are incredibly busy. But yeah. I'm excited to see what that project does. Um, but the new Chelsea Grin stuff also is fucking sick. Blind King's yeah. fantastic release. But Young Bands, it's tough, man. Um I think people are a little distracted by, um, not distracted, but like we're also um, excited about something like Spirit Box, where it's hard to find something else that's really, you know, that it was so hyped this year. Another band that's going to smash Kirby's band, Hollow Front. I shouldn't say Kirby's band. Kirby band is up too. But Hollow Front is, because they've done one tour. Yeah. And their numbers are fucking bonkers. And they're one of those ones that I think is just going to, people are going to be really excited about and is going to do extremely well. Again, on Unified. So, yeah, they're stoked about them. They are so stoked about that band. Like, it's sick to see. I hope they come here, like, as soon as they can because they'll kill it here. Yeah. Like, on a Polaris tour or something, just on. Oh, 100 percent and yeah. yeah yeah their 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 songwriting is really fantastic I went and um, heard some of the new stuff uh, while they were in the studio yeah it's fucking great but Dakota his voice is just man it's it's like Dallas green good it like Alex on fire if you ever listen to the fucking oh for sure dude. Oh. Shit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely that's what like when I heard him start singing I was like oh you, I haven't really heard somebody that makes me think of metalcore this way in a long time and He's got that uniqueness. Um, And they're just one of the hardest working bands out. That band is just fucking on it 24-7. I love it to death. Um, They fully exude that in, like, social media, too. Like, I can just feel like I can see that they work hard, which is hard to convey over just, like, posting just random shit on social media. But they fucking grind, man. It's sick to see, like. I think they don't overthink it. I think one of the things that's really important is obviously like we all have to come up with cool concepts of how we're going to release, how we're going to make our albums reach a Mm. new level than they did before. But what's Mm. most important is being consistent. You know, Devin, their drummer is a great example of be consistent, have a style, do a thing. Like he's got his setup for how his videos look and stuff like that but he puts out more content than anybody else. They're constantly putting out content, whether it's not just from the band, but also as individuals. And that's how you help to keep everybody really excited all the time. Um, So yeah, it's really cool to see young bands like that. But again, I'm biased as fuck. Cause all I say is the bands (laughs) that fucking me and Kirby manage that are going to pop and do really, really well. I'm trying to think, I guess it's just, I'm so excited about so many international bands where it's like, 
You guys oh, haven't yeah. been here. Alpha Wolf hasn't been here. Holding Absence hasn't been here. There's so many. Thornhill hasn't been here. Like, yeah. there's so many fucking bands that haven't really been here where I'm like, it's hard to think about U.S. bands. So please, if you're yeah. a band in the U.S. and you're really good, send me something. <laughs> I want to listen to it. That's yeah. it, man. I think the whole world's like in that fight too. Like, everyone's just going to be jumping at all these bands to bring over to so-and-so to Europe for the first time, to Australia for the first time. And yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be so busy when it kicks back, but it's going to be so cool because all the hot bands are going to be everywhere. So yeah, exactly. it's going to be sick to see. Yeah. I think, um, it's going to be really cool for us bands now thinking <laughs> about it. Sorry. I just said that weird. Cause I was like mid burp. Okay. <laughs> Bands. It's like, are you trying to do an accent? I wasn't trying to do an accent. I just had to burp. Um, okay. I think this is a good time now thinking about it, though, for U.S. bands mm. to try and get some steam and get people hot on them and stuff because we're not going to be able to have all y'all's hype over here for a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, are you in a band in the United States? <laughs> Hire someone on FeaturedX.com and make your band relevant. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we do have Frank from Amir and Sonny from um, fucking POD on there now, which is, oh, that was no like shit. sick for me. We got Sonny Sandoval from fucking POD oh, and shit. he's the man and I'm so excited. Like, That's sick. Who doesn't are they like still POD? releasing music? Like, oh, yeah, are they dude. still going? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's why it's, you know, in the alternative scene, I think with those legendary bands, they all just like yeah. do festivals and release their stuff and like continue on that market where having him with Featured X is really cool because yeah. I want, I think the underground scene, you know, a lot of people were inspired by him. So oh, having a chance sure, to maybe get to work with him would be really fun because he's really just interested in working on cool shit that's what he wants to do yeah you know don't really focus on you know and that's why we don't have a monetary price up there he's just the inquire one because like if you got something dope and you think sonny would crush it send it in because he's really nice and he will he will listen to it so um yeah that was a that was one for me where i was like this is crazy like Uh, first jam i ever yeah, I've noticed there's you had a, a couple of that, vocalists, yeah, <laughs> that would definitely yeah, be I mean, goals like for you. And it's tough, like obviously Anthony Green. If you hear this, please, please just respond to my <laughs> DMs or my tweets or whatever. Just I have a check mark, like I know you see it. Um, and <laughs> how nice would that be? Like I'd love to have like him, like Buddy Nielsen, Kenny Vas- like from Census Fail, Kenny Vasoli from the starting line, Vasoli, Justin from oh, Thrice, man. like. A lot of those legends, I think, I would love to have on the site. And the thing is, I think yeah. on at the outside they may be like, ah, I don't really know. But once you get to see how how it works, where say if you do decline a song, it's no harm, no foul. Nobody gives a fuck. It's fine. They For they real. legit just move on to the next person. They just <laughs> take it the and they send it. it. I watch it from behind. Like it happens. <laughs> it's fine. And but when you do people get to pick like for instance you've been up on there and i'm sure it's just is this song cool or is this song not cool do i actually want to be on this where obviously like it's nice to get paid and everyone deserves to get paid but the song quality is what comes first um for sure yeah from your perspective you've because you've done a little bit on the site like yeah how's it been for you is it um 
like weird to sing on a stranger's song or do you just kind of go with your gut with it? I kind of go with my gut, man. Like if I, cause I don't know if I really enjoy the song, I just really want to jump in there. Like, and I think that's the beauty of it. Like I was saying over COVID, like I just wanted to get creative, just wanted to do stuff. And it was just such a cool opportunity to work. And like, I know that those bands appreciate it too. Cause like, and that that's that's cool as fuck to me. Like I would never have pictured that being a situation that I was in where someone would be wanting to work with myself, like yeah, as an artist on their fucking art, which is like such a really really fucking cool thing to say out loud. Um, but yeah, it's been sick. It's been so easy flowing, and like you just communicate easily with these people because yeah, we're on the same mentality. And I feel like everyone who goes on that site is in the same mentality because it is our little world there. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like, it's just a centralized community and going yeah. up, you saying like, it is humbling just to have anyone want to work with you. And I think for the fans, you know, you think about VIP packages and all the stuff that we offer mm. on tour and, and getting people to buy merch and all this kind of stuff, which fuels our lives and helps us so greatly. I think that this is a, this is a really cool way to connect and be like, sure. Yeah. You're paying me, but you get to actually own this piece of content for the rest of your life. We forever yeah. communicated. We did this song together. This was our thing, whether it gets your band signed or gets you hype or gets you out there. Like, I don't know, but that just having that piece, I think is enough where it's sure. special and, and will make a fan really excited. Um, but yeah. it is also that possibility that, like, you know, hopefully if marketed well, like there's this band called Magnolia Park and they're from yeah. Florida and they've had like Kellen, Ollie from Broadside, like a couple features that they've done through the site. But I think that band has used it better than anybody else because I constantly just see their songs and their videos and the stuff come oh, up yeah. and I'm like, and the songs are really good where it's like, okay, you're not just putting features on some turds and like trying to make the shit pop. Like you guys are actually yeah. like writing bangers and making sure people hear them, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, it's supposed to be just the, the nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? You've already got yeah. a banger. Now, if I add this person to this banger, Tillian, if you hear this, come <laughs> add to some bangers. Wouldn't that be cool? Tillian Pearson. That would, that would be, be great. Sick. It's going to be sick for you and to then, see these pop up online, like to actually be scrolling down social media and you see these collabs pop up and you're just like, oh my God, I helped. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And yeah, I just like, I'm such a fan that I just want to see people, um, you know, get their music out there and, and I want to yeah. hear stuff that excites me. And that's what, I, you know, when going through the applications, especially for the first six or seven months because we were only like handpicking people and stuff. Yeah, I legitimately yeah. looked at every single application. I listened to every band. <laughs> I listened to so much music where it's like, I just want to hear shit that makes me excited. Like yeah. I, I'm here just at the back end as a fan. And that's why when you do see a band like Magnolia Park who utilizes the site well, but also just writes great music, it makes you very excited where yeah. you're like, okay, like, maybe this will help somebody in the long run. Um, yeah, for sure. That's been cool, man. Cause there shouldn't I, be this like, you know, disconnect of communication when it comes to work. Like you can have yeah. disconnect in communication if you want to be really mysterious on social media and stuff. Totally fine. And that's the same way. Like some of these guys, like you could have a profile up there and have your manager run it if you want to. But yeah. I just think it's more advantageous to listen to it and go with your gut and be like, do I fuck with the song? Do I not fuck with the song? Because regardless, 
Money is tight. Everybody yeah. wants money. So why not go make some extra money as well? But dude, thanks for doing it, man. I hope I I'm glad you've had some fun with it. You've definitely used it well. Um, and I've thank seen you, that, you. Yeah. you know, yeah, you've like people have been hitting you up quite a bit and shit. So it's really just fun to watch. Like I'm yeah. excited by it. All. You want to know who's the hype band of the U.S. Now thinking about it, yeah, Beyond Spirit Box Dayseeker. Oh, true, of course, <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. that band, yeah. I cannot wait to hear that next album because it's going to be such an evolution of sound. Like, oh, uh, it's going to be so sick, dude. His Hurt Wave stuff that he's doing with Mike, their drummer, too. That yeah. Real nice. Like, I haven't like listened to it yet, but I'll... Shit. Sweet. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. Real, real fucking good. Um, Very sick. But yeah, I think that's one of those bands that over this time period blew up real hard. Where they, Oh, yeah, dude. Did it because I, th- I think the record came out right before quarantine or maybe. I feel like, it. I feel I like know. in not a bad way. It feels like it's been out for so long, but I guess that shows the replay value has just been insane. Like, yeah. and I haven't even noticed. It's just felt like something that I've been with me my whole fucking life, and I just fucking love Absolutely. it. Like, it's such a so, great record, man. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. It's gonna that band's gonna smash. It'll be real big. Um, yeah. But and there's not a lot of bands doing the like post hardcore primarily singing thing anymore. Um, no, not at all. Yeah, which I would like to hear some more of personally. I like it. Singing is yeah. tight. Screamo is screamo is cool. They're kind of screamo, to be honest. Yeah, Seeker is a screamo band. But they're like a proggy <laughs> screamo the, band. Yeah, yeah. They, dude, I couldn't sing that shit every day though. That sounds awful, man. That guy has a gift from God though. He's like all talented and shit. He's voice. He actually yeah. yesterday te- texted me this picture of a, a car in California, and their license plate was "Tuck Me," and I was like, oh, that's the best <laughs> I do that." But they missed out where it doesn't say like "Tuck Me '69" or something. <laughs> Making a little extra cornball. I need to do that. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so, dude, what's on the horizon for Void uh, while you guys are? Yeah. in australia for a little bit longer until we yeah. everyone here gets vaccinated and shit and stuff which speaking of are you guys rolling out vaccines in australia is that something that's happening for you? we are uh, yeah i think it's at the stage where um the healthcare workers are all grabbing it at the moment and um yeah i think once that's done the next priority will roll through but yeah we're all like yeah we're just waiting for our turn, I guess, but I'd rather the people who do need it, of course, like go in first, like the healthcare workers. But I think it's just being handled like pretty well to the extent where we don't need to stress too much about that yet here, which is good. Cool. But I would love for that to happen so we can go overseas. But yeah, once again, I guess that's relying on everyone else to like. Yeah, yeah, you guys have so few cases where people are probably like, well, do I need the vaccine? That's it. Like then, versus here, where everyone's just like, "No, I'll just take the risk," because there's still, you know, a good amount of people with COVID, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, I don't know." <laughs> it's crazy. Some shit's like fully, fully open. Like there was a baseball yeah. game in Texas last week that was just sold out, full stadium for the Texas Rangers. It's crazy. It's crazy um, to say, dude. Like, yeah, especially yeah. considering where you were, like not so long ago, too. Like, it's yeah. It's wild. I mean, yeah. New York is still really quiet. Like, oh, really? I live in New York City, so yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, like people are out. Everyone wears a mask. Everyone's yeah. like trying to be, 
you know, distant and respectful and shit. Like, I don't think much, like, you can go to a restaurant, but most things aren't really open, open yet. Have you started going yeah. back to the restaurants and stuff now, too? Like, you're eating okay. out a bit more? Yeah. It's got to oh, feel yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, the first good. time gave me a little bit of like an anxiety, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Attack. It was fuck. I was also really stoned. Um, <laughs> but I'm always really stoned. But <laughs> it, yeah, it feels great. I love yeah. eating out. It's one of my favorite Man, things. Like, I'm all about food, rock. Bro. Fucking yeah, rock. It's great. Give me a good, tasty cocktail. I'm talking fucking fruity. Oh, yeah. It's great. Salt on the rim. All about it, like a nice fruity mark. Oh, I can get those <laughs> until I can't drink anymore. Um, because I, I yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I think that was the that was great. Once I didn't have to make my own cocktails at home and didn't have to make my own like pretend gourmet fucking dishes at home, and I could go somewhere to actually right? have it done for me and make them fucking a lot of difference in my enjoyment of the food. It's yeah. fucking being yeah, bougie at home gets real old, real. Quick. <laughs> Like, yeah, all right. I just spent three hours making this meal. I ate it in five minutes, and uh, yeah, fuck that. Like, I don't do that That's exactly speaking it, of too. which, you can go and subscribe to the Fit for the Kings Patreon and watch the Hustle Crow cooking show featuring me, Tuck, also known as Hustle Crow. Yeah, I've been doing a cooking show for the band's Patreon. Um, oh, no, shit. and yeah, like yeah, full gear up in the kitchen. Have you got like pretty, pretty good setup? Like filming, that's okay. I mean, I yeah. still live in an apartment in Brooklyn, so it's not like I'm like dripping in space yeah. over here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's pretty limited, but yeah. you know, it, it'll remind you of a nice little Bobby Flay, you know, intimate yeah. um, <laughs> cooking show operation over here. So, um, <laughs> but dude, we're about at that hour mark. Like, so, bef- like, what you got going on with Void? What can we expect yeah. in the coming time? Maybe any videos for that release that you did? Or are you guys just moving forward and we're ready for some new tunes? Pretty much moving forward now. I think um, Redux is sort of just out in the world. I think it was just before some form of shows came back to just reintroduce. It was like a reintroduction tool, I guess, just before. Yeah. I think we've got the Amity Tour in July, um, which will be tight. I think that's one of that's the first. crazy. Yeah, that's like probably one of the first. I guess bigger venue tours in Australia to come back, like for heavy music at least. Um, but yeah, after that, I guess yeah, we're looking into the stage of just booking out the rest of our year, which I think we finally have now. I think we've finished it up, and we have a bunch of tours ready to announce now, um, which is sick. Um, but yeah, we're just going to be rolling out, I guess, different kinds of releases. So just not what you'd expect in like typical EP album form. But yeah, we're just going to be having a lot of fun with that. We've got a lot of, we've luckily enough had a lot of cool people become involved with the band over uh, COVID. So yeah, we're super excited to showcase everything. You guys have built fun. a hell of a team. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I do. I'm yeah. very, very stoked with the team. Like they've, I think with, it, you know, when you just find your people and it just feels fucking good. Like, yeah, I think, I think COVID was that for me. Like we just found our team and. I'm just very happy to be working with the people that I'm working with in an entirety for the first time, like in our entire band's history. So it's sick. Yeah. It's well-deserved, man. I mean, not only you you guys have a great team, but it goes to, you know, a lot of times um, we get asked or, you know, people get asked people in bands, you know, how do I get a great manager? How do I get a great label? How do I get a great booking agent? Yeah. Release great music. (laughs) That is how you do it. You know, there is not some 
big mysterious answer in the sky of it's not like this is like a you know oh man it's so hard to get to so and so in order to make you know yeah. my dreams come true honestly like i said before you know like 10 people in metalcore you're good but <laughs> they have to be the right people and you have to write great music That's and it, it all comes from great content and you guys have always released great music but man this hyper days deluxe is just fucking undeniably great and i have Thank had you. such a such a joy listening to it i have listened to it too many fucking times <laughs> and it just after a year of like you know having a business that's based off of collaboration i couldn't be more stoked to see something like that come out yeah and have people be so excited about it because it's like yes this is what i've been fucking saying <laughs> just, just, have, why wouldn't you want to combine your fan base with Loathes fan base, oh, Justice dude, for the yeah. Dams, and Holding Absence, and Thornhill, and, and Northlane, and all these great fucking acts. It It's just super smart, and you guys absolutely demolished it. So Thank you, proud yeah. of you. Congratulations, and hopefully we get to rip some gigs over here one of these days. I really hope so sooner than fucking later, yeah. I mean, it's Damn. fucking, it's in the horizon, which is good. There's a light at the end of the tunnel now, which is, which is nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, we're going to be fully loaded like mid-June. The U.S. is just 4th of July. When that hits, U.S. will be fully open. Guarantee it. Because that's the most American thing they could do is, what's the most American day for us? 4th of July. Fireworks. Freedom. Fuck it. Guns. Pow, 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 pow. It's going to be crazy. It's going to happen. Yeah, the U.S. is mad predictable, bro. We're not. You've seen it all happen before. Yeah. 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 It's fucking corny as shit. It's awesome. Um, So we'll see how it goes. Go get your vaccines, kids. But Jack, it was such a pleasure. Anything else you want to shout out, Twitch or any shit that you do on the side for fun? Um, Um, Shout outs? Not really. No. Listen to Thornhill, I guess. Yeah. I'll I'll shout them out one more time just because I love them so much. Yeah. Why not? All right. Well, thank you, brother. Hold on one second. (laughs) Yeah, right. Dude, all right. It was been a pleasure. I hope you had a fun time getting tucked and thank you so much, my man. Always a pleasure. Thank you for tucking me. Of course. <laughs> all right, that was the show. Thank you to Jack for joining us this week. Next up we have my friend Salem from Blood Bather and Lixquisite Dolaire. I hope everyone has a lovely week and as always, God
radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.